Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit gets fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. Uh, don't be moved by what you feel, by what you see, and all the stuff you hear, hear about around you. Be moved only by what the Lord has told you about the situation and put your faith fully in that and expect that to come to pass and you'll see the salvation of the Lord and you'll overcome. Get your Bible, get something to make a note with, come into the classroom with us, put everything else on hold and stand by, pause it. It'll be there when you get done <laughs> and uh, let the Lord speak to you. Father, all of us agree together as touching this, asking you for the utterance for the anointing, for the ears and eyes and heart that can see it and receive it and get a hold of it, and for the supply of the Spirit, uh, making us strong for yourself, uh, causing to come to pass in our lives your good things, your good plan, your good will, your good way. Get glory to yourself in us and by us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Look, please, in the book of Acts again, the 28th chapter, we've been studying this uh, account of healing of Publius' father. And um, we've already covered uh, quite a bit of it, but let's read it again, beginning in verse, uh, verse 1, Acts 28. Paul and, and the uh, uh, crew of the ship and a group of prisoners have been shipwrecked. The ship broke up in the violence of the storm and every one of them made it to shore uh, swimming in the storm to this island called Melita in the scripture, but it's the island of Malta that's still there today. It says, verse 2, the barbarous people showed us no little kindness. They kindled a fire and received us every one because of the present rain and because of the cold. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, uh, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said among themselves, no doubt, this man's a murderer. So in their minds, there was no question about it. No doubt about this. Not this could have happened. Now this is what happened. Because this is what they'd been taught and what they believed. No doubt this man is a murderer whom though he has escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffers not to live. Now, I think that could have been a capital V in this because if you look up the word, it's the word uh, justice personified, which is the um, goddess, justitia, called by other names as well. But they're saying one of the goddesses they worshipped uh, has called Paul to account. 
and that for this to happen to him, he has to be a bad man. And, uh, you know, justice, vengeance has caught up with him. Uh, people today would say karma. They would say whatever, you know, but all of that's not true. It's simply not true. We talked about this, that Jesus in the book of Luke is recorded that they told him about people that had been murdered when they offered their sacrifices, a a horrific crime against them. And then another group of people that a tower had fell on and killed. And in both of those, Jesus repeated it. He says, do you think those people were the worst people in that area because that happened to them? Are those people were the worst people in that town because that tower fell on them? He said, I tell you, no, no. But unless you repent, you'll all likewise perish. Now, this is something we need to get a hold of because even today, I've heard Christians talk about this. You know, that storm hit that place and took them out. Well, is God calling them account to sin? Uh-uh, no, no. That's not what Jesus said. That's the opposite of what he said. And it doesn't make sense either. I mean, you look at, you know, other places, obviously, a lot more sin, and they're fine. (laughs) Right? And this place? Mm Mm-mm. Jesus said, do you think those bad things happened to those people because they were worse? He said, I tell you no. How many will accept what Jesus said is the answer? He said, no. That is not the case. But unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. What does that mean? Unless you get in a place where God can protect you through making some changes, then you are as exposed to the random stuff that happens down here like everybody else. Come on, can you see that? This world's a dangerous place between the curse and the evil and, and the people, unbelievers and all the stuff that's here. If you don't have protection, you're as likely to be destroyed by any of these things as anybody else. Even if you're a believer. What does it mean unless you repent? Well, repent means to change. You don't want to think it's owed to you. We need to pray. We need to be led by the Spirit. We need to pay attention to what He directs us to do. And when He tells you to change something, you need to make that change. Right? Keep the door closed to the enemy. And and keep yourself in a place where God can keep you and protect you. There's more to that, but uh, Paul and everybody there was delivered, got there by the fire, and the viper came out of the heat and fastened on his hand. When the barbarians saw it, they said, you know, justice hadn't allowed him to live. But he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. Everybody say, felt no harm felt no harm. Now, this is, uh, this is an answer here too to the splinter group who practice handling snakes. Because there are, there are some folks who actually capture poisonous snakes, bring them to their service, 
and take them out at the time that they believe like they're in the Spirit and handle them to prove their faith. Now, I get it that if, if you, that's what you heard growing up, that you could get caught up in that and you believe that, but that's not scriptural. That's not in the Bible. Uh, look with me in Mark 16, where some folks take this uh, from. Mark 16, the last chapter of Mark. You know, the scripture says, uh, study to show yourself approved, rightly dividing the word of truth. What does that mean? How do you rightly divide the word of truth? How do you rightly discern and distinguish Scripture with other Scripture? If snake handling was New Testament and a legitimate thing, you would find at least one instance, right, in the Scripture where they did that. You can't. It doesn't exist. The closest thing you have to anything about snakes and being involved is right here in Acts. This is a case where Paul had contact with a poisonous snake and felt no harm. But he didn't take it up. He didn't pick it up. He didn't handle it. Notice in, in Mark 16 and 15... He had said to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized will be saved. Uh, he that believes not will be condemned. Verse 17, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they will cast out demons. And you could put that phrase in every one of these. In my name they'll speak with new tongues. In my name they'll take up serpents. In my name, if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. In my name, they'll lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Now, people will say, well, see there, it said right there, they'll take up serpents. Keep it in context, brother. <laughs> it, the next part is, if they drink any deadly thing, it won't hurt them. Does that sound like something happened to Paul? It didn't hurt him. He felt no harm. Um, Notice the word if in the latter part of that phrase, and if they drink any deadly thing. It didn't say go out and get you some poison and drink it on purpose, right? Uh-uh, there's no scripture for that. There's no example for that, nor is there scripture example for handling snakes and taking them up on purpose to prove your faith. That actually is tempting God. Why would you say that? Well, you remember the enemy uh, put, brought uh, Jesus to the pinnacle of the temple and quoted him scripture, but twisted it, misapplied it, misinterpreted it. He said, it's written. He'll give his angels charge over you. They'll bear you up in their hands, lest you dash your foot against the stone. So jump. In other words, prove your faith. Demonstrate your faith. That shows you the enemies involved, pushing you to prove your faith to somebody else. That's a pride factor. Why do I need to show somebody else how much faith I've got? Oh, come on. Can you see that? Jesus would not jump. And he didn't refuse to jump because he was scared and didn't have faith. 
He said, it's written, you'll not tempt the Lord your God. Why? The Lord didn't tell him to jump. So he's not going to jump to demonstrate he has faith in Psalm 91. Right? And if the Lord tells you that something won't hurt you, you believe it. And if you encounter it, you expect it not to hurt you, but you don't do it uh, on purpose trying to prove and show your faith to somebody. In fact, it's real interesting, this phrase where it says they will take up serpents. If you look up that phrase, uh, you'll find in Ephesians 4.31, he said, let bitterness, wrath, anger, evil speaking be put away from you. That's the same phrase here translated take up. So it could just as accurately be translated be put away. They will put away serpents. Um, Mark eleven twenty three. I thought this was interesting. One of our favorites, of course. Whoever will say to the mountain, be thou removed. That's the same phrase as take up. It's just as, just as accurate to say, they shall remove serpents. They shall uh, put away serpents. It's, it's several times translated away with, away with. That sounds to me like shaking it off, right? Putting it away, being removed. We do have scripture for that. We don't have scripture for somebody purposely catching snakes, keeping snakes, holding them up, playing with them to prove to somebody else they have faith. That's all wrong. Are y'all with me, class? No. But we, we get insight into what happened with Paul. That snake bit him. He wasn't trying to handle that snake. But that snake bit him. And the next part of this phrase says, and, and if they drink any deadly thing, it what? Shall not harm them. Shall not hurt them. Uh, in Luke... Jesus talked about this. Uh, you'll tread on serpents and scorpions and all the power of the devil and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So what would happen if you inadvertently, unknowingly drank poison? As a believer, you could say, well, it's written. <laughs> huh? Or maybe you eat some food and you find out it's bad or you find out it's poisonous or something was in it. You know, you had a big meal of this and you get home and turn on the TV and they say there's a giant recall on that thing <laughs> that, you, that you just ate a double portion of and they say it's killing people. Well, it'll either shake you up. Oh, come on, class. Are y'all with me? It'll either shake you up, you'll go, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. And a lot of times people even start using the Lord's name in vain. Oh, my God, oh, my God. That's using the Lord's name in vain. You're not talking to him. You're not talking about him. You're freaking out. You're, you're not showing any respect. It'll either shake you up in an attempt from the enemy to sift you and separate you from your faith so that you just yield to panic and fear and, and get into this looping of why? 
Why? Why did this happen? How did this happen? Why did this happen? I'm a faith person. This is not supposed to be happening to me. You don't sound like a faith person. Talking like that. No. How could this happen to me? How could this happen to me? Do you need all the answers at this moment? Or do you need to trust God that he's going to take care of you? No matter how it happened and why it happened, uh, it's okay to say, Lord, if I need to see something about this and change something, show me, help me, and then get in faith that he'll show you, but you don't just go crazy and and panic and keep asking why, 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 how, 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 why, why, why. You, If you do that, you're letting the enemy play you. You're playing right into his hand what he had planned to happen to begin with. It'll either shake you up or you will shake it off. Oh, somebody say shake it off. Shake it off. Look with me. Where are you there in Luke? Still, Go to Matthew. Go to Matthew the sixth chapter. I tell you what, let's let's do it this way. Hold your place in Matthew and look in Philippians 4. I was going to do it the other way, but let's do it this way. Philippians 4 and 4. Philippians 4, 4. Then we'll go to Matthew 6. He said, rejoice in the Lord always. Is that all the time? Should you be a rejoicing, praising Thanksgiving believer all the time. Everywhere you go. Should, should it hardly be very many, many minutes pass that you don't just say, praise the Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Somebody say, always, always. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Let your moderation be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. A lot of people have taken that verse and they've twisted it and they they have said that the Bible said moderation in all things. It does not. That is not in the Bible. (laughs) I don't want to be moderately healed or moderately blessed or moderately protected. No. No, no. This word moderation, that's a King James thing, it actually can be translated sweet reasonableness. Well, that's a big difference between moderate and all things. Uh, Keep it in context. Verse 6, be careful for nothing. Careful for nothing. The Amplified, I really like on that. It says it like this. Don't have any anxiety and don't fret about anything. How many like that idea? Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Come on, everybody say that out loud. Uh, Do not fret fret. or have any anxiety anxiety. about anything. anything. (laughs) He went on to say, but in everything, every circumstance, by prayer and and petition with thanksgiving, uh, continue to uh, make your wants known to God. Let your petition made known to Him. Said another time, do not fret fret. or have any anxiety anxiety. about anything. Unless you get bit by this snake. (laughs) Unless there's no exceptions. There's no unless. Say it again. Do not fret. fret. 
or have any anxiety about anything. You're in a typhoon. Huh? For two weeks. Help me out. The ship is breaking. You hear it tearing itself apart. And here comes waves gushing in. Help me out. What do we do? Don't fret. Don't fret. It's either going to shake you up or you're going to shake it off. You, what do you mean? Things will come. Feelings of panic will try to jump on you. Uh, and the, the environment and the things that are going on, they're not imaginary. They're real. This is really happening. And, and you will feel panic. You, you will feel alarm and even confusion try to get on you. What do you got to do? Get it off of you. Come on, y'all with me? Shake it off. Right? Shake it off. The snake got on Paul. He didn't plan that. He would like to have avoided that. But it's already on him. It's not time to go into a hundred questions of why, how did this snake get here? It, it, that's not time to, to do that. What I got to do immediately is not let this stay on me. Not let this get in my, in my head and in my heart. Shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. And do what? Don't fret. Don't have any anxiety about anything. What? I'm saved. Is that right? I'm saved. I mean, live or die, I'm saved. And the Lord spoke to me by special envoy angel. Is that right? Night, last night or whenever it was, that I have to make it to Rome. I have to. I can't die from a snake bite. I couldn't die from the storm. I couldn't die from the shipwreck. I can't die from the snake bite or the word of the Lord wouldn't come to pass. I cannot die from this. So what's the point in worrying about it? I can't die from it. Why should I be alarmed? Come on, somebody say, do not fret. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Now, the devil will tell you that's not possible. Your thoughts and feelings will tell you that's not possible. Other people will tell you, I can't help it. If you were dealing with what I'm dealing with, you'd be crazy too. It's a lie. It's a lie. There is a peace that passes understanding. Oh, hallelujah. I said there's a peace that passes understanding. In that passage in, in uh, Philippians 4, he goes on to talk about that. Don't fret. Or have any anxiety about anything. But in everything. Through prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known. Unto God. And the peace of God. Everybody say the peace of God. And the peace of God. That passes all understanding. Will keep your hearts. And keep your minds. Through Jesus Christ. How did Paul keep from just you know, freaking out. How did he keep from grabbing his hand and, and panicking and, and running from here to there trying to see if anybody knows what to do about this? Or How could he be so calm? Just sit there and wait because the peace of God was keeping his heart and the peace of God was keeping his mind. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, Whatever things are honest, just, pure, lovely, good report, virtuous, praiseworthy, think 
on these things. So he had to be thinking on the right thing too. We've already talked about what's the right thing. Can't die here. Can't die here on this island. Nobody knows where we are. Out here in this remote place. I can't die here. God's bigger than snakes. God's bigger than storms. God's bigger than shipwrecks. I can't die out here. Can't die out here. So he didn't. Something happened while he is not being shaken. While he is resting in peace. That's faith. That's what God used to neutralize that stuff in his bloodstream. While he's sitting there, not panicking, not running around, not being scared, not asking why, 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 how come God, how could this happen to me? How'd you let this happen to me? I'm on a mission from God. How can the snake get me? That's how you die. Right there. Right now. Sitting there. Cool. Thanking God. Praising God. The power of God got inside his heart. Got inside his veins. Got inside his blood. And rendered that toxin, that deadly toxin, inert. Rendered it harmless. So it was like it never even happened. Oh, somebody say praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And then... While they're all waiting for him to swell up and fall down dead, God used it to open this island wide open to the gospel. They all changed their minds and got big wide-eyed and thought, they're talking this language and everybody's going, what are they saying? What are they saying? He must be a God. He must be a God. And eventually they found out, he said, I'm not a God, but I got something to say to you, to tell you about the real God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And God can use our unexpected challenges, attacks, issues, not the glory in the attack, but in the deliverance, in the healing, in the provision. Hallelujah. In the victory over it all. And our time's up again today. Come back with us next time because there's still more to see. We actually, uh, at some point, got to get to Publius getting healed. We'll see you soon back here in Facebook. Sure enjoyed being with you again this week. I believe the Lord is building us up in His Word. I want to thank all of you that are partners with us, um, continuing to believe with us and sow into us, and you're helping send these things around the world. I want to let you know that myself and Phyllis and our staff, we're in faith with you about your finances and about your provision. We're talking today that Uh, It's not wisdom to ask, how did this happen all the time? Or why, why, why? If you've had money or financial issues, don't get caught up looping and how did this happen and and why? You want to learn and grow, but the main thing you want to do is not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but rest and trust in the Lord your provider. I'm going to speak over you right now. In Jesus' name, I speak provision over all of our partners and people. I join faith, I claim extra coming into their lives to pay all their bills and meet all their needs. I bind up the thief working against them and stealing and killing, destroying in their businesses and finances. I command it to stop in the name of Jesus. I want you to say out loud, my God 
supplies all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Come back again next week. We'll see you soon for some more faith in Faith School. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.